Jacob. Hey, Lucas. Do you remember where you were when you watched Tiger Cruise? I was right here with you. Everybody remembers where they were when they watched this 2004 classic for the first time. Yeah. And we watched Never it forget. right here for a whole new pod, a podcast all about Disney Channel original movies. We're finishing each other's sentences and sandwiches. No, because that is not COVID safe. I am your host, COVID expert Lucas Malby. I am your other host, Jakub to Lejeune. Oof, that was a uh, that was sadder than nine eleven right <laughs> there. All right, yes, we are back after quite a long time. Not for not you really, guys. Not for you. You haven't missed us. But Jacob and I have not recorded in about pretty much exactly a month, a month. we month, haven't month skis well we've seen each other bef- in the time in between yes unfortunately for wrestlemania yes 37 almost as many as decoms we've watched what <laughs> uh but yes we are back in oh boy we came back we wanted to the hot zinger swing hard and no lie this was one this movie we watched today, Tiger Cruise. I was hoping there'd be tigers. Did you see what I wore today? He, for the listeners <laughs> at home, he is wearing a tiger cub shirt. Looks like two oh, yeah. Siberian tigers, yeah. white tigers, on a definite thrift store find shirt. Yes, but we didn't get any tigers no, today. No tigers. We did get a tiger cake, though. This is not like uh, Nicolas Cage was in some movie recently. I can't remember the name, but it was like he's a a big game hunter, capturer person, and he's on a ship with wild animals, but also the transporting uh, a killer criminal or something, and the the criminal gets out. It's apparently not a good movie. I think it's called Primal, maybe? Interesting. Uh, But no, we do not get that in Tiger Cruise. This is the Disney Channel movie that dared to ask, Hey, do you remember September 11th, 2001? So knowing that, I didn't realize that this is this movie, and it doesn't hide it for very long, that this movie, during the course of this movie, they do the 9-11. Yeah, they do. <laughs> that, it, they, they, it happens. Them, them the darn terrorists there did a 9-11 during this DCOM. Yeah. Uh, but I knew this came out in 2004. It was on a, a military ship. So it's like, eh, yeah, this seems like pro-patriotic military yes. stuff that we got a lot of in the, yeah. the after years after 9-11 and getting into the Iraq war and all that sort of stuff so i wasn't looking forward to it and it's no. not a bad movie but no like like we had kind of talked maybe it was going to be like way it didn't feel too overboard it, it was pretty heavy-handed and i don't know i didn't, I didn't feel too over Essentially, if 9-11 didn't happen during this movie, this movie would have no point. Like, there's not a lot that actually happens in this movie. No, I it's mean, it, stuff was, happens it was a wrong that's event. inconsequential, yeah. mostly. 9-11 happens, and then we just get, like, some military drama, sad people porn, and then the movie Whoa. ends. <laughs> so. You... So I was not looking forward to it, and my notes kind of reflect that this... I still took, like, a page, but these are probably some of my loosest notes. So we won't give the usual in-depth, very meticulous play-by-play because, as I said, there's not a lot of consequence that really happens in this movie. There's just kind of different scenes, and we'll call out some of the funnier or more notable ones as we go along. And, you know, we're kind of easing back into this podcast game. And then... We'll be getting into some heavy swingers full of fantastical stuff going yes, forward. Yes, our next this. one, I think, even. We're returning to a, a classic yeah. decom franchise soon. But before that, we have to live through the Tiger Cruise. So we immediately were opening up over a panning shot of what I believe is a naval base. Yeah. I think, I don't know where it is, but it's a naval base somewhere. And we get the title card. Tom Cruise. No, unfortunately, it's not Top Gun or but it, Mission it, Impossible. It has the Top Gun design of it does. Tiger Cruise. Like it looks the like a textual. You know, it's kind of styled after a badge or a pin or something yeah. that might be on a, a military yeah. uniform. But oh man, if it was just a movie about Tom, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise in a decom. What a life. We're quickly introduced to our main character, Maddie, who is played by Hayden Panettiere, who. 
Shortly yeah. after this, I think, would go into being on Heroes, which is a show that I think when it came out was very popular and then quickly everybody hated it, but it still ran for four seasons. And you said um, Nashville. Do we confirm that or was I just guessing? I think you're right. Okay. I'll, I'll look quick. I also know her as she played Kyrie in the first couple of Kingdom Hearts games. So that is her biggest claim to fame as anybody who's ever voiced a Kingdom Hearts character. Okay. Has. Haley Joel Osment, he's not the kid from Sixth Sense. He yeah. is Sora in all of the Kingdom Hearts. Ha- games. Hayden Panettiere is the lead actress in Nashville, all which right. is running since 2012 and stopped in 2018. Okay, so. They don't say usually that it's been running <laughs> since 2012, <laughs> and it's not anymore. 90% Rotten Tomatoes. She did well. Yeah, I think I heard people liked it. It just she had definitely is not uh, my kind of movie. So she is talking to her sister, who is played by Janet, Jeannie, Jenny the girl from McCarty, the girl who plays Sam and I, Carly, who I did not realize that was her. Until I looked it up in the cast list, and we don't see her ever again. But she is preparing for the Tiger Cruise. Wow, that sounds pretty cool. What is it actually? It's not about tigers. It's some kind of real thing that the Navy does where they invite family members. I don't know if it's, it's probably just one person per family. Yeah. Whether it's a daughter, son, brother, father, mother. No. Any of the, a those, family member. Yes. you got to know them, though. No friends allowed no friends. on the USS Constellation. Blood. You know, it sounds cool, chilling out we, on we a We tried to figure out why carrier. they were called tigers. We yes. Didn't, we didn't really get uh, I found one article that I was finding out that it, they are a real thing, that tiger yeah. cruises do happen. Why are they called tigers? That was not in the, the article I found. No. Maybe it's out there, but it's a misleading <laughs> name. Yeah. Uh, Maddie does not seem excited to go on this. And why is that? Well, she's got some daddy issues. Where Papa issues. She, I think Hayden Panettiere, hopefully I'm saying that right. I think she's a, a pretty good actress in yeah, this. Yeah, no, I, I think she did it. I think a lot of the members of this cast did pretty well. And we always go off on the, the family drama, the daddy yeah. issues, the mommy issues. But this is pretty grounded and fair where essentially... She is going on this trip that she wants to convince her father to stop going on tours on a fucking ship all the time. Yeah. Because she misses her dad. Yeah. And we get one scene with her mom where it's, we were like, why is this so like dramatic and serious? Yeah. It's because she doesn't really want to go, but she wants to go because she wants to bring her dad home. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever. Cut to New York City. We get an immediate shot of the Twin Towers. Yes. So if it wasn't clear when this movie was taking place, it was pre-9-11, but only very pre-pre-9-11. Yeah, they had, I think when she was still at home, like with her sister, they had like September 2001. I didn't have like a date, but it's September 2001. We will soon get the the days counting down. Yes. So we are meeting Anthony, who is driving with his dad. Papa, yeah. Who is familiar. I think his name is Mike Lawrence or... Martin Lawrence, or I not don't know. Martin Lawrence. Not Martin Lawrence. It might be, might be Mike Lawrence. He plays the character. Maybe I can't remember if his name is Big Mike, but he plays like the manager of the Buy More in Chuck, which was a show my friends and I enjoyed a lot when it was airing. But oh, no. I have not watched or thought about it very much since then, so that's why I don't remember his name. Oh well, oh, but well. it was a fun show. It's a fun show. Yes, we are. Cutting to another kid at the airport, and his dad's like, see you later, Tiger. And, and I never, am already tired of hearing Tiger referred to Yeah, so we never see his dad ever again. Nope, his dad was in one of the towers. Is that, is that no, what? Well, he, he was in kid, St. Louis. But the kid prior to was. Uh, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, we're seeing maybe California, New York. Now yes. we're in St. Louis. Yeah, and now we're in Seattle where we meet a girl named Tina. So this felt yes. very much like, uh, I believe it's Roland Emmerich who directed Independence Day, which will have a connection to this movie. We'll see in a little bit, but also The Day After Tomorrow. Always these big kind of disaster movies yeah. that have all these intercutting groups of yeah. people, sometimes countries apart. Connecting uh, in some way, shape, or form. Yes. And 
Now we get the title card. But it was directed by somebody we know, you said. Well, Dwayne Dunham. Dwayne Dunham. We've mentioned him. We've dropped that name before. He's directed a number of DCOMs, and I was under the impression that he had directed some good ones, but actually looking at his list more recently, it was a lot of ones we didn't like What what were some of those ones? Uh, Right on Track. Okay. I think Ready to Run, which is our our collective least favorite. (laughs) But Dwayne Dunham does have some legit credits of working a lot with David Lynch, specifically oh, wow. on Twin Peaks and Twin Peaks The Return as an editor. Yeah. And I think he maybe I think he maybe directed a couple episodes of the original Twin Peaks, but he was also an editor on Return of the Jedi. Oh, cool. So yeah, kind of weird career path for him yeah. to be like Return of the Jedi. Disney Channel original movies, and then back to prestige TV with uh, David Lynch. So kind of an interesting story for him. But yes, as we mentioned earlier, we get very Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask almost. Dawn of the the first day of September 9th, 2001. Oh my. Pearl Harbor. So they are all, all these people are flying to Hawaii. Hawaii. Despite being in different places from the start, they somehow all managed to be on the exact same flight to Hawaii. Yeah. I don't know. They probably all met up at like a California um, airport. I California would Pizza Kitchen. <laughs> yeah. California to Pearl Harbor would probably have been the flight. When we say that was 2,500 miles. So, fact. yeah, we were so interested in this movie that we were looking up how fast planes can fly <laughs> between yeah. California about a five and, a half hour and Hawaii. So, Tina, who we had mentioned briefly, she comes from Seattle. Her sister is a, a fighter pilot on the aircraft yep. carrier, and she yep. is super into the trip. She's an annoying and old lady next to her talking about, oh, it's called the Tiger Cruise, yada, 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 yada. She's going off. And this old lady does not seem to like to talk to her, which is not my understanding of any old woman on a flight (laughs) ever. They always want to talk to you. Uh, But she gets annoyed. But luckily, Hayden, who is getting annoyed by Anthony, the kid from New York, keep up now, who has drumsticks, and he's drumming on... He's always drumming the whole movie. It never stops. uh, Drumming on the seat ahead of him. So she goes, and there's a seat between this old lady and Tina. And the older lady looks happy when she sits down. But Tina starts to annoy Hayden as well because she asks, Oh, are you going to the Tiger Cruise? Are you a Navy brat? Yeah, I'm not a brat. She says, she says, I am not a brat, which is a callback. This will telegraph her character growth throughout this movie. Yeah. Many times she'll yes. say, I am not a brat. Yes. Until she doesn't. Yes. For whatever reason, maybe it's just, I think it maybe it's just Anthony and Hayden, but both of them think this trip is super fucking lame, which Hayden, we kind of understand that. Well, because she just has a distaste for her dad yeah, being in the military. I don't know why out. Anthony is like, oh, this fucking aircraft carrier with all these fighter jets around is super fucking lame. Yeah, I don't I don't know what his... And he was visiting his brother. Yeah, so once they get onto the ship in Hawaii, his brother comes up and Anthony's kind of just blowing him off. And then yeah. there's... They were on a real ship. There is some decent oh, yeah, production yeah. value. There, there's a lot of stuff we going on. We see actual on the ship. Uh, jets. We see them taking off. Yeah. Even if some of it is archival footage of yeah. different film grain quality. But, but it's definitely filmed on a ship. Though there is some pretty uh, green glaring screen. yeah, green yeah. screen at times. Yeah. And we are seeing that as they're getting on to the ship. And this is where we meet Maddie's father for the first time, who is played by Bill Pullman. Most notably in... Spaceballs. Yes, Spaceballs. That's where I knew him from. Or Independence Day, where he plays the president. So that kind of tied me into that Roland Emmerich flavor that we were talking about. And he is the second in command on the ship. Who's first? Do we meet him? Yeah, he chews them out later in the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't really make it clear that he's like the head honcho. Yeah, yeah. So they are at Pearl Harbor and they're leaving and they're passing by the monument and Hayden. USS likes, Arizona. Hayden likes to draw. So she's drawing the, the thing. Yeah. And Tina says, hey, what are you drawing? Oh, I'm drawing this because of Pearl Harbor. Don't you know where we are? Oh, Pearl Harbor. You mean like the movie? <laughs> and then Jacob's favorite character, creepy old guy. Oh, comes up. golly. That was weird. I wasn't he, sure if you want to do your impression of him. I don't remember what his line was. Oh, he's like... Uh, when when was Pearl <laughs> January? Oh yeah, I, I can't even remember the voice I was doing like, for January. I'm January. Uh, I'm fully admitting I don't know when this is. I think it's January seventh. January seventh. 
1941. <laughs> yeah, it was a day like no other. No other, no other then, day. Oh, yes. FDR said it would live in infamy. And he's just this. Oh, God. He, I mean, the car- he is cast to be this way, but he's this yes. overweight, very flabby white guy. I think he is the dad from the Frankie Muniz boxcar movie. I I'm don't pretty think that's sure. true. I'm pretty sure it's the same dad. But The enemy dad. Yeah, no, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. The the dad who says, you can't use a handbrake. <laughs> it's the same guy. It's got to be. says, we should go to war with handbrakes. We see him later on, like, huffing and puffing as he's climbing. Yeah, that's up. why I was saying, you know, he is overweight, but that's also played up to comedic effect in this movie where yes. he needs to climb ladders. Like, and then it's long. It's big. It's like a mile. To go through a, it's like a mile-long ladder. Ladder hole. <laughs> uh, but yes, this is very heavy-handed where it's like, huh. I love America. Pearl Harbor was the worst day for our country. Yeah. Parallels? Uh, Have you heard of 9-11? Uh, <laughs> uh, and I also got some Jaws vibes from this guy where I watched Jaws for the We're first gonna time. We're going to need a bigger boat. Fairly recently. I had seen it as a kid, but... Well, there's a very long story about a real event of, I think it was the USS Indianapolis. Where the shark ate all the people. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they were maybe trying to go for some of those vibes, too. But this guy, he's there for his son who works in the galley. And he makes uh, cookies He makes. He seems to only make... Cookies and cupcakes. Desserts. Cookies, cupcakes, giant sheet He said we make 25,000 bread loaves a day or something weird. I don't know what I remember. I mean, I thought the military had bad food, but I just just could eat cookies. But like, we we sign me up. Like, we haven't even said how big this ship is. Like, it is massive, though. So, yeah, it is. I don't know if he said it is an aircraft carrier, but it's huge. So, this is the USS Constellation, which was decommissioned in 2003 so it's possible that this is they used it that they used the, the real ship one. i mean because yeah. they're wearing hats and stuff that say the uss constellation so this movie came out in 2004 decommissioned in 2003 so somewhat adds up and yeah. it would also be one that was kind of crappy enough that it was active in 2000 that they would send out tiger cruises on it yeah huh? yeah that's fair so now we just get into kind of random observations <laughs> that yeah. we have in the movie because, yeah. you know, we get That's the setup really of is. this is the Tiger Cruise and now we're just kind of like on the Tiger Cruise. Yeah. So uh, we mentioned that Hayden likes to draw. So she draws caricature art. Yeah, for, that like, was, all of the kids. They're pretty good. Not that she was drawing them, but they were good. Some kid says, draw me like Arnold. <laughs> I go, <"Arr." laughs> This little kid, Joey, yes. who is like a cub, he always wears a Cub Scout uniform. <laughs> He's actually played by Hayden Panettiere's little brother. Oh, wow. There's three. And oh, yeah. He yeah. loves to eat soft serve ice cream, or he's very excited to eat soft serve ice cream. So he gets a big bowl. But he calls of, it the, the dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> a big bowl of like spooled of chocolate ice yes. cream. So we're like, oh, that looks kind of gross. And then he says, Oh, that's why they called it the dog machine. And I'm like, uh, we're getting that in a decom? Yeah. But he continues to love to eat it throughout the rest sick. of the movie. He, he eats it so much he gets sick. But then he still wants more later <laughs> on. There were some specifics. I wish I remembered all the specifics about the ship because it, it was kind of cool. Like, we know there are apparently 800 civilians on the Tiger Cruise. We don't, I don't, I don't remember buy what the, it. the crew was. <laughs> that seems insane. Well, yeah, I believe it. And they're like, yeah. Because that have... would mean there's at least like 800 crew members assigned to like each of those family members. Though. Yeah. So, I don't know. I where, believe it. Where are they fitting all those people? They it's just huge. always have 800 extra spaces there. Uh, maybe. Crazy. Then we uh, get introduced to Lieutenant Tim, who is just a really creepy guy because he goes up and says, hey, Maddie, your dad wants to talk to you. That's what I thought you were talking about earlier is the old guy. Oh. I, I couldn't remember his line. But yeah, he's creepy. And then the girls are really into him. But he's like in his 30s. But well, he's like kind of flirty. It's not even so much like Hayden. Just Tina is just. Oh, yeah. He's, he's smiling real- at her and she's smiling at that him. And he weird. walks away and she says, oh, he's so hot. I love this uniform. Yeah. And Jacob's like, wow, this is so cool that they're on this actual aircraft carrier. I'm like, well, yeah, because. They're just talking about how hot all the sailors yes. are, and that's a very much well-known thing and sometimes a controversial thing within different circles that there's Hollywood or television productions that do get access to military personnel and consultants and places like this. 
But it's just because the military is like, this is how we want it to look. And it's just essentially serving as propaganda for the military to paint them in the best light. And that is my biggest issue with this movie, because coming out in 2004, we're three years from 9-11, probably about a year from the Iraq war starting. So they, you know, we're already starting to get into maybe more negative people being upset, especially with the Iraq war. And Disney's like, we'll make a pro Navy movie now. Disney. They know. They know. They know where their bread is buttered. Their bread is buttered. So then Maddie talks with her dad in one of the first of many daddy-daughter drama scenes that always seem to take place on a lower like, deck by the sea. I don't feel like the drama screen. between them is like too wild. Like we've got in other movies, you know, drama between parents. Mm, I mean, we get like four scenes like this in the movie. So this one, it's first starting out that it's very awkward because he doesn't really know how to like talk to his daughter because yeah. he's never around. Maddie's like, how many elementary schools did I go to? He says four. Oh, it's She's like, five. five. So very understandable why yeah. Maddie is upset at her dad. Uh, and as I said earlier, I thought Hay- I thought Hayden was a, a good actress in this. Yeah. Bill she even, Pullman she even... in these scenes, he's a little not so strong, but. There's a reason why he's in this movie, and we'll get a couple of those. Yeah, we'll see those scenes later. Uh, Then Anthony, remember the drumming kid? He has a a near-death experience. This was wild. They're out on the deck of the ship, and, like, he just... I I don't know what he's... He's warned that they're not allowed to wear hats out on the the deck, and he's like, ah, whatever. So, like, he takes it off. He takes it off, then he goes out there, and he puts his hat immediately on, and then it blows off, and he, like, starts to chase it, but he doesn't. It, like, blows off the ship. But then he just goes off, and he's He starts, like, twirling, and he's like, woo, I love this wind! Because he's got a big winter coat on, and at first, I was like, oh, he's just letting the wind blow it up to look really big. That's what I thought he was doing, too. But then I think we're supposed to think that it's blowing him away? Yeah, he just keeps getting blown away. Then Maddie and Tina... They chase him, and he blows off the side of the ship. But there's there's a net there's there, a net. but there's a moment where we think a child died. God, he's dead. Because I think that was the front of the, the ship, maybe? So he would have fallen off and like immediately gotten hit by the ship or something? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, if only. That was that was pretty wild, though. I know, I wasn't advocating for him dying. <laughs> that was pretty wild. That yeah. Was weird. And then we already get another daddy-daughter drama scene again. Yeah. My notes here is this is definite propaganda. There were no repercussions <laughs> from like falling off the uh, side no, of the ship they, either. They, they get in trouble for some stuff, but not that. They, they didn't even help him up. He was just stuck in the net for who knows how long. So I think this is where I was already starting to pick up on clearly where this movie was going to go. That, oh, I'm mad that you're in the military, but then the 9-11 is going to happen. And then and I'll be saying you got to fight for our country. And spoilers, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. And then we get another title card of September 10th, 2001. So all of that it was happened a long day. in a single day. I think we were, we're forgetting some of the um, the things that the Tiger crew members did, like fun stuff they did. Yeah, they made paper airplanes. Yeah. There's conversations between Joey, the fucking ice cream kid, and the old creepy fat guy. And yes. Joey's like, I only piss the bed when I drink <laughs> a lot of soda. And then and he starts slurping down the whole pop. some soda. That was pretty. Tina funny. talks to her sister, and she's just like a freaking military otaku, where she's just, "Oh my god, I can't wait to wear a uniform!" <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay." And and the the dad tiger meets his son, I think, in the kitchen, and they talk about making cookies. Yeah, the the creep old guy. Yes. So I just write. The bad kids sneak out to watch takeoffs. The bad kids. So it's really Tina, who's not that bad, but then Hayden and Anthony, who Anthony are pretty bad. Anthony's the instigator all the time. So he's like, hey, I got access. But what he means is he just knows what door to door go to through. Go out. Then they're like all sneaky. And eventually they steal like some like uniforms. They get child-sized flight technician yeah. uniforms. And, and they're out on nobody the- notices that they're essentially like little Ewoks walking around <laughs> with helmets on. I don't know. They, they're underneath a plane trying to take pictures of her So they're sister. on the actual flight yes. deck. Yes. So they're towards the end so they can see the runway and where they're taking off. And they're like, we don't want to be where everybody else is so they where you can have a decent view. So yeah. yeah, we'll go somewhere dangerous. And these test flights that they're doing, they're launching actual missiles into the water. Yeah, that does happen. So uh, your tax dollars at work for the Tigers. 
the reason they're out here, they're trying to find the one girl's sister, right? Well, or just getting cool action shots, including when the sister's taking Takes off. off. Tina's yeah. sister. But they do get spotted. They get caught. And then it's like a little chase. They get chased, and then they hide down in a stairwell, and they're like, ha-ha, because the guy runs past them. And they're like, they couldn't catch us. And then some guy comes up behind him. He's like, ha-ha, I caught you. Oh. And then they got in trouble. And then so, they get in trouble. And then so they this is where we at. see the commanding officer of yes. the ship who chews them out. Yes. And then he sends the kids away and the family members who are their get notified. mama tiger, daddy And they're tiger. told not to go hard on them, but yeah. they rip into them. Each and every one just rips them a new hole. Yeah. So we get another daddy-daughter yeah. scene. And yeah. then we get an Anthony brother scene. That one was the most intense one, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. And that's like, like the, the last brothers. scene we get with that brother yeah. for most of the rest of the movie. Yeah. Like, he is pissed. He goes off on little bro. So at this point in the movie, and I have this in my notes, I'm thinking... Man, can't 9-11 just happen already? Oh, <laughs> let's get the, let's get this movie rolling along. Jesus. Tom, the creepy officer, or peeping Tom, he talks <laughs> to Maddie and he says, Hey, your dad wants to talk or no, he says, Hey, I know you're kind of mad at your dad, but you know what? Your dad's really Your dad great is guy. like a real dad. He's like us. he's like our daddy. And <laughs> she's like it's, that. It's like that's kind of a nice great. thing to say, but the obvious thing of what Maddie will be mad about yeah. was like, well, he's not a dad to me. I'm glad he's a dad for you guys who enlisted out of high school or whatever. But yeah. he's not my military daddy. Not my daddy. So that leads to another drama scene between her and her dad, I think. He says, my dream, what I've worked my whole career for is I want to command my own and ship. And they want to take it away from me. You're asking me to give that up? Yeah. So, but then he immediately goes... Family's the most important thing to me. Yes. So I was able to talk to your mom on the phone. Whoa, you got phones Ooh. on this ship. And then he says like, hey, if you want me to be a more serious family man, I'll give it all up. And Maddie's like, okay, cool. Thanks. I'm glad it only took 15 Thanks. or 16 years of my life to have that happen. Thanks, dad. I'll come home after this. And obviously nothing's going to go wrong. This is going to be perfect. Yeah. Perfect little bow tied yeah. on this movie. Exactly. Then we get the dawn of 9-11. Oh, no. So alarms are sounding off. It's early in the morning. Yeah, yeah it's like 3 a.m. Because they're in Hawaii area, yeah. roughly. Yeah. There's the crew running around. And Maddie is running around to see like what's happening. And nobody's paying her any attention because 9-11 yeah. done happened. Yeah, it's panic time. But like everybody's like waking up. She's having to wake up her friends. The little kid wakes up. And then he wakes up the, the dad, Tiger. And he smashes his head on the thing. And he's freaking out. He doesn't know what's going on. He's like, oh, it's Pearl Harbor all over again. He's like, it, it's 9-11. <laughs> Do you he remember knew. where you were? I was on the Tiger Cruise. He knew. He knew. So then on the bridge, they have four giant video screens that all somehow have a direct feed video of a panoramic city view of New York City where we're seeing the smoking yeah. twin towers yeah. where realistically it would be like actual news footage that's getting fed to them, but it's just stuff that you would see after the fact because everybody was filming it, so... It was kind of funny. And also, I'm like, why would the bridge of this ship have no windows? Because everything that looked like it should have been a window all... was a flat screen TV. Yeah, that was kind of weird. And, but it's just all four of the exact same image. So then the tigers kind of get gathered up in one space or they film this so that everybody can see it. Because there's 800 tigers, but we never see even close people. to 800 We do see a lot of people at the very end out on the deck when they're spreading out the flag. I guess that's true. So this but, is why Bill Pullman is in this movie, because yes, he's giving his, moment to shine. his motivational speech about how we've been attacked by aliens, illegal aliens. Oh, no. <laughs> and he says, this will be our 9-11. <laughs> and I'm like, Disney Channel. <laughs> <laughs> After well, this movie is Halloween Town High. That's not <laughs> emotional whiplash at all. <laughs> you want to talk about parental issues? Marnie, am I right? Marnie. So everybody's scared and serious for basically the duration of the movie. There's no more fun <laughs> to be had in this That's movie. That's not true. You're right. That's right. So Anthony is worried about his dad who lives in New York. Or maybe I just assume that he's worried about his dad. Uh, the old guy, creepy old guy whose son works in the kitchen. His brother, brother. so the, the kid's uncle. Works in the Pentagon. And he's like, 
watching the news. He's like, we got a little fucking war. Let's invade their asses. And another guy's like, oh, we don't even know who did this yet. No, we got to fucking kill them. Uh, we know. We know who did it. They never do name drop any uh, specifics. You no, know, they don't show Osama bin Laden's <laughs> video where he takes credit for the attack or anything no. like that. Osama. And this, the tension, uh, especially here, where it's like one dad who's like, hey, maybe we should like just be patient and try to learn out some more stuff. And then the creepy old guy being like, no, let's fucking murder everybody. Felt very like the end of the Dark Knight with the fairy scene that probably most people forget even happens in that movie. Yeah. So I thought that was just kind of funny. That's where Christopher Nolan got the inspiration for it was Tiger Cruise. Then there's some concern from Bill Pullman, military daddy, about, hey, logistically, we've got 800 people probably from all over the country on this ship. They're grounding commercial air travel. How are we going to get all these tigers home? True. So I thought that was kind of an interesting thing, just thinking about. Beyond just, wow, this is crazy that 9-11 happened during this movie, that there's some extra thought to the details of having 800 people on a fucking ship. Yeah. Then it kind of just is like, eh, we'll just get rid of them here. And then it's all fine. My next note is, just military and drama porn, in parentheses, yawn. (laughs) So yes, everybody's sad and serious. Then we're getting some munitions from another ship. So we're seeing them loading up missiles into and the, the old, ship and old man's the like what are they doing i know they i know that's munitions he's like well and then hayden's dad is like well we always carry stuff on here we're just preparing so he so wanted to go to war but he doesn't want them to go to war if i'm on the ship yeah yeah that's that's it eventually when they do kind of say oh we're going off now see you later tiger cruise they're on the west coast they are very far away from the middle east so yeah. they ain't gonna be in action for a while no Speaking of the West Coast, Bill Pullman tells Maddie that, hey, we're going to drop you off at a base in San Diego, but I'm going to be going back out. Yeah. Then we learn that my notes are quickly wrapping up that this movie is over because I said (laughs) this movie is the setup to the Tiger Cruise, some funny ship shenanigans, 9-11, 9-11, 9-11. You have the scene written down when they're in the kitchen? Yes. Okay. I think that happens on 9-12. Okay. I don't, know, I don't remember exactly when the date switches over. Remember, so we haven't laughed in like oh, <laughs> since that happened. I haven't laughed at all at anything <laughs> I'm supposed to laugh at. Uh, but we learned that the mean old guy's brother died. He did die. Which was a scene that started with Hayden talking to her dad. And then he comes into the bridge, mean old guy, and says... Got any news? And Jacob jokingly said, he's dead. But then it was that he was reported missing. And yeah. I guess we don't know for sure if he actually died. Missing. But we assume that so. is the, the assumption. Yeah. There are some scenes where uh, Hayden cries. She does good. Yeah. Uh, as I said, drama porn. There's lots yeah. of people crying. She's a good crier. She's consoling. There were some fake children crying for no reason, too. Yeah. I guess we were just scared. She yeah. consoles some I random shouldn't say kids. No reason. Just like, and then they play fucking dominoes or some shit anthony has a very heartfelt speech where again i thought he was kind of worried about his dad because he's like i'm from staten island yeah he talks about all of his like yeah then he just talks about his friends parents like yeah i had a lot of friends and the parents worked in that building it Not wasn't like even my an, deadbeat dad, though. Yeah, he's like it wasn't even an eyesore. I liked looking at the building. Yeah, so he starts it off by saying, "Oh, I had a friend who their dad worked there," and then he's like, "Man, those buildings are pretty cool. I'm gonna yeah. miss looking at them and yeah. the sound reflecting off of them." And we were joking, escalating of like, "Yeah, my friend, he worked. His dad worked there, and my other friend, he was an airplane. I'm worried <laughs> about him right now. He was JJ the jet plane." Oh no. Then eventually we get to the real crowning moment of this movie, which is where they go full stomp live in the kitchen. That was awesome. That was making the, cupcakes. Easily the best part of the. I don't even. Okay, so so Anthony, he's always banging with his drumsticks. He always has drumsticks. Always. Um, but he starts banging on a pot, and then the old man's son, the baker, starts banging on some pans. 
And then somebody's the little kid starts taking a hose, and he's and somebody's got whisks, hose so. and stuff, and they're whisking and they're hitting spoons. It, it, they're it's, eating it's cupcakes, up whipping up frosting. And it, it's a cool audio. It's a cool it, audio scene. Well, yeah, it's definitely something where it starts off with the real audio, and then eventually just is like they're not making these actual. <laughs> it's cool. It, it, was, it sounded and cool. And then it ends, and they all laugh, laugh and like, it's <laughs> like, oh, that was a nice scene where you're yeah, showing them trying to get rid of some of like the yeah. tensions and the extreme emotions they're dealing with. And then yeah. Hayden Panettiere has to be like, wow, I can't remember the last time we laughed. I, this is what the point of this scene is. Oh, that's when we laughed. I'm like, wow. oh, thank you for not having any subtlety in this movie about 9-11. <laughs> do you remember by Michael Jackson? Oh, do you remember the 21st of September? Oh, well, not, that's, that's <laughs> the not 11th of September. So then as a good patriot and citizen, Maddie then goes the next morning to the commanding officer of the ship and she says, hey, there's something we need to do. What's uh, that? We got to get a big old flag, mission accomplished big style. Old flag. Spread it out. This massive flag. You say flag. mission accomplished style? Yes. <laughs> Which that flag is actually smaller than this flag. Oh. Uh, but they spread this big flag out it's, it's across big. like the whole deck of the it's aircraft huge. carrier. Like they probably had to use all 800 people to hold it up. And for whatever reason, uh, Luck of the Irish, they end with singing a patriotic song. They don't do that in the movie about fucking 9-11. No, <laughs> they do wave the flag for a while. I mostly just point it's that cool. out to... The kids are playing like, if, if there was a game in... Do you remember the game in school? There was like a parachute. Where you'd hold the parachute out and be running underneath yeah. it. That was, that's what the kids were doing. They're the like, game was awesome. They're running underneath the flag. Weird. They're kissing underneath the American flag. Yes. <laughs> hey, remember the time? That was the older guy, though, and that one girl were doing that. Not not the old creepy guy, the 30-year-old guy. <laughs> the 30-year-old. Wow, maybe we should refer to characters more than just that guy. That, that guy. They're aged. Not the old man that talks like this. So then they arrive at the harbor in San Diego. Bill Pullman gets to give another rousing speech where he says, hey, you guys have, you're better than tigers. You handled yourself well, except for when that old guy yelled at me and all you kids were crying. But (laughs) you know what? You're honorary sailors. Actually, you're enlisted in the military. We need everybody to help us right (laughs) now. We're going to war. Yeah. So it's like, okay, yep, you got your Bill Pullman money's worth to have two. Like the speeches were good. Like they were good. Yeah. And like I said, like I mean, the, that, I think essentially, so like Spaceballs, that was before Independence Day, and I think basically after Independence Day, it's just he's character actor of good speech, you know, commander, president, no. whatever. No, we get scenes of all the different family members, even family members we haven't seen in quite a while, like yeah, Anthony's like, brother. <laughs> yeah, the brother and like one kid's hot mom, and according to Jacob, he says, "Why wasn't this movie all about the mom?" <laughs> Why wasn't she mixing up some frosting in the kitchen? What the hell? Disney missed the perfect opportunity. It's all stuff like, oh, I'm really proud of you and I'm really happy. And they're like, yeah, thank you for your support. I really want to continue on this ship and then go fight in a mostly meaningless war. But but the the kids were literally dumped off here. Like, they're they're not going anywhere. They don't have plans for them because they can't get them home. Some of the kids live in New York, but they're getting dropped off in San Diego. They're probably not racing to get back to New Uh... York. Uh, as we mentioned a couple of times, Maddie draws pictures, so she has She's drawn, been wanting to give her father one. But he's been too busy with this 9-11, 9/11 bullshit. Stuff. Come on. What a terrible father. So she, she had drawn one yes. of him that's very elaborate. It's good. Got his uniform on. There's an American flag there. Yeah, it's a good drawing. So she gives it to him. And, he rips it up, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> you know, movie. she's saying, like, oh, what if something else happens? What if our no. president somehow uses this opportunity to make up a lie about Iraq having weapons of mass destruction and gets <laughs> us embroiled in another endless and meaningless war? Uh, and at least in Afghanistan, we're there for another 20 years. Yeah. Then she's just like, I'm really glad you're fighting. And he's like, you sure? You sure that you want me to continue on this yes He says that you sure? Which, realistically, sure? even if she said no, he probably wouldn't be able to get out of it. No. But maybe Bill Pullman's like, I actually don't want to, like, hey. <laughs> I don't want to die. I was in the first Gulf War, but that was, like, uh, like a week or something, <laughs> you know. I don't really want to do this, so please say you don't want me. No. Country is more important than family, Bill <laughs> yes. Pullman. You are a patriot and a hero. <laughs> oh, boy. 
So then the final line of the movie comes where his dad or the well some random some random says are you an art he says oh, like so it oh. wasn't even it wasn't even peeping Tom no it was some random guy at the end he's like oh is that your father oh he's a great man I love him so are, are you an army navy brat? brat yeah or yeah he says are are you a navy brat and, and she then she's like and says you're goddamn I'm right a brat I am a brat is what she says but I am not. One of the brats with a Z. Z. That's a different movie that different. I probably would have rather watched than Tiger Cruise. And then immediately cut back to the flag scene. People running into the flag. Yeah, some rousing music. We get the kind da, of a, a da, overlapped da, image da, of da, da, the flag da, with the boat. Da, da, yeah, I don't know. Da, 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 da. And I joked about how funny it would be if it ended with, you know, those informative title cards of on September 11th, 2001. 5,000 whatever people perished in the, the Twin Towers. Sad. I know. it's this is, a, this is a difficult movie to really talk about, and I probably maybe offended some people. <laughs> now, we've talked about it so far. I just lost eight subscribers. But as, you know, they talk about, hey, never forget. But, you know, we're hitting 20 years. This will be the 20th anniversary this year. Finally, we'll be getting, according to Biden, getting the troops out of Afghanistan. Uh, after 20 years, but after about 10 years, I think it was pretty fair game to make jokes about 9-11. So, I mean, hey, we can't care too much about however many people died then after this last year we've had when people have not cared so much about combating the coronavirus and managing themselves. Human life. So anyways, that was Tiger Cruise. Yeah, hopefully you enjoyed weird, the shortest episode we've ever done. A weird, yeah, let's see. Yeah, <laughs> we, you know, we're not ending yet, but this is already uh, around how long that our quote unquote mini episode was. Yeah. But we took some loosey goosey notes, but really this movie, very clear what its intentions were. It was. How long was it? Do you remember? It was about 90 minutes long. Okay. Yeah, its intentions were clear. I've said multiple times now, the plot structure was here's this movie is here's an excuse to have something happened during 9-11 and have this nice thing about the military or whatever and, and that's fine just i don't know if we needed it on disney i, I mean what have been our other ones we had um we had uh cadet kelly <laughs> that, i don't look at cadet kelly no as no but i, I mean like military involving the military. is that it though is that the only other military one we've had so far yeah thankfully <laughs> And, and yeah, like you said, I, I, that wasn't really like a big military. No, they're not going to make no. a, a Tiger Cruise like movie in 2012 or anything. This no. is obviously, since it deals directly with 9 11, this is obviously in response to stuff that was happening at the time. I just think, hey, Disney owns ABC. They make ABC family movies. This can maybe work there better because if Jacob was the programming manager of Disney Channel at this time, he'd say, um,. Excuse me, <laughs> excuse me. Where is the magic up in this bitch? Yeah, where's the magic? They could have did some like, they could have like nine eleven on steroids. They could have saved. They could have prevented nine eleven. What if from they happening? prevented it from happening? <laughs> hey, now you see me. Oh my! They God. they make was it David Copperfield or disappear? They make the towers disappear yeah, for before a moment. the airplanes <laughs> go oh. into them. We look at some of these more serious decoms, which this is one. But unlike something like The Color of Friendship or True Confessions, where, you know, dealing with racism, dealing with mental health issues and bullying and being nicer to people. This is just like, hey, res respect the troops. Yeah. Respect the troops and the flag. Well, I think it was a good family, a family oriented film for the time, though. Yeah. Well like acted it's, it's, enough. As I say, like, like it's like life lesson movies like i don't think it's a bad movie it's not a great movie I, jacob just, has literally said color of friendship is a bad movie i never said it was a bad movie you said it was in the bottom I said it's a five non, i never said it was a bad movie though if your list wasn't the most magical disney channel original well, like, movie. like th this one's not going to be in my top 10 of the well next so this is where i ask you jacob i put you on the spot because we have, while well, Stuck in the Suburbs came out after our mini episode, we recorded I, I it before, so equal. I haven't had the chance on air to get you with a gotcha question of saying, <laughs> Jacob, is Tiger Cruise better than The Color of Friendship? I wouldn't say it's better. I'd say they're about about equal on my rating scale. Uh, of magical. Yeah. Magic movies like the Even Stevens movie. <laughs> How does Beans eat all that bacon without dying? True. 
Okay, so if you want to write in and let us know about how, how offended, offended you are, you are. Yeah. <laughs> about me being mad at Jacob about racism and you being mad at me about not respecting the truths. It's not that I don't respect them. I think they were just misused and they should have just made cupcakes forever. Mm. That's all they should <laughs> do. Make nice. the aircraft carrier just a giant cupcake factory. Factory, yeah. So you can write us at a whole new pod at gmail.com like Adele did. Oh. Adele, who has written into us before. Uh, she writes, Hi, Lucas and Jacob. You sent me down a bit of a rabbit hole with stuck with the Stuck in the Suburbs episode. I agree, Stuck in the Middle with You was a weird choice for a decom aimed at children and tweens in the early 2000s. Had they even ever heard the song? But that got me thinking. I'd always assumed the song was by George Harrison, as it always sounded slightly beatily to me. Wikipedia told me it was actually Steeler's Wheel, a oh. folk rock band from Scotland. Wow. Found a music video performance of the song from 1973. It was actually rather good. So now I've spent my Friday off work, post-vax benefits, baby. <laughs> I could have read that better. Post-vax benefits, baby. So yes, get vaccinated and you can have days off looking at YouTube videos. Yeah. Uh, combing through info on a group that hasn't been a thing since 1975 instead of painting my bathroom as was the plan. I think we can all relate to that. <laughs> oh, and I used to listen to you through Stitcher, but since they updated the app, I find it unbearable. So I'm on Podbean now, and I appear to be your only subscriber there. I'll leave lots of glowing reviews and comments to net in the Podbean audience for you. Carry on, gentlemen. Awesome. So a lot to get into there. Uh, thank you, Adele, for writing in and for finding us. Yeah, Podbean, I don't think I've done anything to get on there, but probably is one of those podcatcher places that... Yeah. We just end up in different places. It works. So I guess Google Play, I've heard they did some update that made things worse. So now I guess Stitcher is one (laughs) that has gotten (laughs) worse. And I saw some people saying they don't like the Apple Podcast app that much. I I mean, it's not amazing, but I don't think it's that bad. But it's the only thing I've ever used. Yeah, that's interesting. uh, The details about Stuck in the Suburbs where that's why I looked up because I thought for some reason I thought it was Steely Dan. And I don't know why. But I looked up who it was, and I probably saw the same name as you, and I was like, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> and they definitely were a one-hit wonder, I bet, if they ended in 1975. Yeah. And, you know. But hey, it's a heck of a song. Yeah, it's a good song. Could you ask for a better song while people are riding around on a bicycle eating ice cream while being chased by a pop star's manager in a minivan? Justin K. Hill! That was such a good movie. I, uh, that was a magical movie. <laughs> I like Stuck in the Suburbs probably more than this movie, but uh, this movie was better made, I think, than yeah. Stuck in the Suburbs. Like I thought it was cool how much stuff was filmed actually on the aircraft carrier. Yes. Again, access granted to them yeah. for this military propaganda, propaganda. film. Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I, I thought it was good. The the like we talked about, the acting was good. The camera was good. Outside the of the, the camera, uh, the camera was quality good. was good. Outside of the random, like weird archival, like like I only saw like one or two of them though. Like where it was like archival footage, like the jet. There was off. A, probably like ten shots that were grainier film quality that were taken from whenever of planes taking off. But yeah, overall, it's a decent looking film. No. But like uh, Adele mentioned in there, you should wherever you find us, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, apparently is shit, Stitcher, also garbage, uh, <laughs> or Spotify. You can find us on those platforms, rate us and review us on those. As Thumbs up, well likes. as yes, YouTube, where Comments, you can use that like button bell, on our videos. Hit that bell. We recently passed 200 subscribers, so yeah. I think we're pretty close to getting one of those those play buttons they send in the mail, go. right? So that's that's cool uh, as we rack up those. So if you got friends and family, throw out some recommendations of us to them. Yes. And they'll be like, oh, do they watch Aladdin? <laughs> and they'll say, no, not even Aladdin, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> they Have you heard of Halloween Town? <laughs> have you heard of uh, Quince? So the, while we're recording this, we are doing it the Saturday day before the Oscars, the 2021 yeah. Oscars. Ooh. So last year we did predictions. I honestly don't even. Are you, do you have the no, list of movies? We're not doing. <laughs> what I'm saying is, we were so good last year. Why do it again? I nailed uh, Parasite as best picture. And I, honestly, I don't know if we nailed the other stuff. So I don't much, even know what movies are up. No, that, that's the I thing. I haven't seen a movie in hey, the last year. 2020 wild year, and that kind of is reflected in the nominees 
There's some good movies nominated. I've only seen a couple. Do you have any movie suggestions no. for people or show suggestions? I was just going to bring up a joke about how my predictive powers were exhausted when we watched WrestleMania. <laughs> and I, You're good. You're perfect. I nailed all of Jacob and Dustin's fantasy sport bets for perfect. WrestleMania. So they got $7 seven, each or whatever. Yeah, like 7 bucks. So I will be coming to collect. <laughs> you hear that, Dustin? <laughs> yeah, we're not going to predict the Oscars, but I will actually watch them. Not in the form normally, but I'll watch Tim Heidecker's On Cinema's Oscar special. I paid some money to watch that this year. Ooh. I was going to say my suggestion for a show or movie is Shadow and Bone on Netflix. Oh, did that come out? Yeah, it's I actually really... I watched like an episode or two. It's really cool. You know, we joked about this, I think, in the mini episode. Not really a joke, uh, just an observation. But I, I struggle with motivation to watch like a drama show it's like i kind of want to get into something yeah i kind of just don't like i don't know i just don't got it in me so you I just, just keep finding yourself watching mystery men over and over <laughs> i just watch youtube videos and twitch streams and there's like anime i want to watch but then it's like i i don't want to read subtitles because i'm too tired but playing some more video games yeah tiger cruise keeping us down in the dumps <laughs> yeah it's quince <laughs> hopefully everybody uh is enjoying 2021. Hopefully we're moving in the right direction. We're staying consistent on the schedule. Yeah. So I think everybody needs to remember to never forget this episode of A Whole New Pod. Always pay your taxes. Where were you when they built the ladder to heaven? Oh my God. Did you make you cry or did you think it was? I won't say that last part. Uh. Yeah, yeah.